Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the weirdness. Why are we wearing bras on our heads? The history. Live Aid. We're coming together. And the simple pleasures. All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Ah, yes. Spearsy and Daly on spring break. The grandeur of nature, my friend. Hey, dude, hit me up with a little copper tone, would you? I'm burning. You're out of your mind, man. It's freaky enough that we're sharing the same beach blanket. Come on, dude. I'm like a porpoise. I got no hair. I'm burning. Shh, shh, shh. shh. Check out those two girls over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go up and give them some of your 80s crap. They love that. You mean go up to them and go, hey, 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 it's Steve Spears. No, 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 no not that. You mean call them wieners? No, hit them with some music, dude. Ah, they don't stand a chance. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. This week, spring break, my friends. The movies, the music, the memories. And to help me, a guy who knows where all the boys are, Sean Daly. Oh, why do you, you got to do that? Even though it was my idea to have the very homoerotic uh, That's why I went there. Of the two of us on a, on a blanket together. Uh, covered in it's more like a towel, if you really think about it, wasn't it? Was. It? it was just more like just a small bit of cloth. Kind of washcloth. <laughs> washcloth. That's all we need. But yeah, today we're talking about spring break because uh, Steve Spears is about to go on spring break. Four days in Vegas. Four days in Vegas. I can't believe you're leaving me. All the shrimp cocktails I can eat. And let me tell you something. The ocean should be in retreat as we speak. <laughs> Do you get the ninety-nine cent cocktail? No, I, I like to go and spend like the full uh, the full Monty at Bellagio, at, oh. yeah, Bellagio, and then get the full ten pounds of. Uh, you must do hella damage on that. The Bellagio, the buffet. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like three football fields. It is. I get a golf cart. <laughs> I pay extra. I don't know if you knew that. Are was you a like you're so you have to put on a moo moo when you're done eating? And they yeah. just get one of those electric carts yeah. buzzing down the, the strip. little rascals. What are they called? <laughs> Sean Daly wishes he could go with me, but he is actually, if I'm not correct, are you grounded for spring break? I've been grounded for spring break. What I the hell say. happened? Baby did a bad, bad thing. <laughs> Baby did a bad thing. A couple weeks ago, it was my birthday. I turned 38. I talked about this in my blog a little bit. Uh, I kind of, the forever fiance, one of her gifts to me uh, for my birthday was a night out. Any yeah, night I want. That's, that's a great gift. A night out with the guys, right? So I went out for 13 hours. <laughs> That's more than a night. Yeah. That's like and a- uh, I basically drank for 13 straight hours with my friends up in the neighborhood. And the plan was is that I'd go out for maybe five hours, go to a baseball game, you know, drink with the boys. Then I'd come home, and the fur fiancé and, and Kid Lulu and Kid Tutu, my, my daughters, they would all, you know, we'd have a party that night. Happy birthday, Daddy. But no. I stayed out for 13 hours. I wound up at the last, like nothing good happened after hour eight. Okay. <laughs> and that's a lot of hours left. And then at the end of the night, like, uh, uh, like the, this 55 year old woman, like, tried to, like, swallow my head. It was, like, terrifying. I almost threw, like, an oxygen tank in her mouth and shot it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I came home at, like, midnight, just drunk and smelly and surly and broken down and 
38 years old, and I open up the refrigerator, and there's a birthday cake in there for me, uneaten, untouched. Happy birthday, Daddy. I felt terrible. Oh, my God. And then it was I tossed and turned all night, and then at 5 in the morning, I decided that uh, some work had to be done, and so I went to the bathroom for a while. And the fur fiancé was really going to crush me about this, but I, I sounded so pathetic and, and awful that she just kind of let me wallow in my own misery. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday. <laughs> so I've been grounded. So basically, just as I can't go out for the ne- until I'm like 48. But you, my friend, you're going to have fun in Vegas. Yeah. You're going to do it up. I think Vegas is a perfect spring break. But uh, back in the 80s, Vegas was not an option. I, I grew up here in Florida. You grew up in uh, any one of 12 uh, <laughs> northeastern states. Whichever state was convenient. Yeah. So what did you do back then for uh, spring break? Where would you go? When you were in school at Syracuse. Ocean City, Maryland. That's where you went? That was fun? We, we go to Ocean City, Maryland, but it was also where, we, um, where I got my first job in newspapers at the Maryland Coast Dispatch. Uh, Natalie Diffenbaugh and I used to go down there together. Drink, drink, drink. Blue eyes are not bright as stars when they're shining on me. Drink, drink, drink. Some wild times happened down there with Natalie and I. Some good, some bad. Uh, and then that's where the Ferrer fiancé and I met. So Ocean City, Maryland was very, very pivotal. Where would you go? Uh, back in the 80s, Fort Lauderdale was still the spot. Woo! Daytona Beach was, was probably the closest spring break place to Gainesville. Where I so was. kids in Florida actually just went to the other Florida spots. You guys wouldn't go to like, the mountains or anything? No. God, no. No. You, 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 went, you went south. You always was it went crazy? To... Yeah, you know, it, it, it was. I mean, now, keep in mind they had changed the drinking age at that point, so most of us couldn't drink. At bars. But you, but you would anyway. Yeah, we'd buy stuff and, and, and drink it. Now, before we go into our stories, and we both have one, and they're both body, and they both involve wildlife, I, I believe. Yeah, sadly. Let's talk about the spring break movies of the 1980s. Would you say there's ever been... Now, I guess the 60s, the 50s and 60s were big, but the 80s was a huge uh, decade for spring break movies. It was, but they were all really bad. Not all of bad. them. Bad. Not all of them. I'm well, going to defend one of them. Let's let's talk about the first one, the most obvious one. There was actually a movie in 1983 called Spring Break. Instant because- panty remover. I remember <laughs> that was like the tagline. Like some kid had some drink. I remember seeing the commercials like, uh, instant panty remover. Really? I don't remember yeah. that. I think it was rated it's, R, wasn't it, Spring Break? Uh, I'm sure it was. It's it's a it's a horrible movie. It's got it's 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 got nobody in it that you would remember. It's got uh David Nell, Perry Lang, <laughs> Steve Perry, Perry Lang. Perry Lang. Dude, that guy totally got some more work. Perry Lang. <laughs> Perry Lang. But uh, had a couple great lines. One of my favorites was uh, where, where uh, the guy goes, beer's like f***ing great, you know. <laughs> and then it's got a line that I quote all the time saying, we got El Shafto Grande. Oh, <laughs> no place to stay. I can't remember that. For years, I would go around saying El Shafto, El Shafto Grande. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I did. And you still got laid. <laughs> Jeez. No, sadly, no. That was the El Shafto Grande. I also remember where the boys are, 84. Yeah. With Lisa Hartman. Yeah, my parents dragged me to see that. No, wait, was that R-rated? Uh, no, it wasn't, I don't think. But it, but the um, they had seen, they were big fans of the original, you know, with Connie Francis. Was it Connie Francis? In the yeah, original? and... Uh, so they thought, oh, it's a remake. And so they, they dragged me to it. This is in 1984, obviously. And uh, it, was a, it was another really, truly awful movie. I think I had some uh, 
some magazines with Lisa Hartman in them. Actually, I don't doubt that at all. She always had that kind of fierce look to her. It's like she was a little snarly. Yeah, it's it's a horrible movie. I I would. You know, I used to always say I'll watch any 80s movie again if it comes on cable. You will never watch Where the Boys Are. I don't are. think Where Even the Boys Even that's bo- like a relic from uh, the, the yeah, decade maybe once, but I don't know if I can sit through it. I would sit through Spring Break again. I'm going to test your 80s uh, uh, movie uh, knowledge right now. Do you remember a movie called Spring Fever? No, I don't think Starring so. a tennis player by the name of Carling Bassett. Do you know her? No. She was in Nick Boletari's tennis school. There's at least five listeners. They're like, yeah, Carlin Bassett. I had the biggest crush on her. She was blonde. She was like 14, 15, 16-year-old tennis pro. She was really good. It was like she was my age. I was in love with her. No, Spring Fever. You don't remember that one? No. no. When was it? Do you remember? I have no idea. Maybe yeah, that's what I thought. Four, eight, just, I, just I, I remember going there, and then she like had to win a tennis match at the end. I think it made like $7 in the theaters, but God, God I God, that's her. awful. Carlin Bassett, very hot. I will say, though, that there is a movie about Spring Break, not set in the 80s. This but, is the but, one we both agree. I know what you're going to say. And we both love this movie. We're talking about Shag oh, Shag the movie. Like it had to say, oh, we didn't know it was a I movie. I love Shag. For only, two, for only one reason, though, right? Uh, Annabeth Gish. It's a Gish. good movie. Annabeth you know, Gish. You and I, it's very bizarre that you like Annabeth Gish because you disagree with me when we had our Elizabeth Perkins versus Elizabeth McGovern. And see, I and you like Perkins, and I like McGovern. And I, I think thought Annabeth I said I liked Gish. Elizabeth Montgomery <laughs> from Bewitched. Yeah, she's hot still. Annabeth Gish is more like my speed. I love her in that. Who would you rather, Annabeth Gish or Phoebe Cates? Because oh, they're both in Shag. It's gonna make my head explode. Or who, I'll give you. I'll give you another one. Because you have uh, Annabeth Gish. I'd rather. Over Phoebe Cates. He's not a guy. He's a little prick. I know that's shocking. A lot of people are turning off their iPods right now. They're furious. But Annabeth Gish, I think. Really? You would take Cates? Well, throw in uh, Fonda, too. No, nah, I was never in the Bridget Fonda, except in Jackie Brown, where De Niro gets her. Come on. You have Bridget <laughs> Fonda, Phoebe Cates, and you're going to take Annabeth Gish. I, 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 w- I was mad crushing on Annabeth Gish. She's, she's totally not your type. She, a cigarette has probably never touched her lips. Hi, something about her though. Well, Phoebe Cates was kind of pure. Not in that movie, she wasn't. Was yeah, she? she was. They Bridget were all pure. Fonda's the one who was walking around rubbing the uh, Confederate flag between her legs, rubbing right? Dub dub, Spearsy, yeah. <laughs> God, long live the South. Is, oh God, I love Shag. I used to watch it all the time in college too on cable. It was big on cable back then. Yeah, yeah. It was. See, there's a pure part of me, Spearsy. Just like it's yeah, everyone thinks you're so oh innocent. I want to cuddle Spearsy. So wounded. There's like a dirty, nasty part to you. Everyone thinks I'm the conniver. But there's a soft, gentle part to me. Needs to be coddled as well. Come here and give me a hug, you rascal. <laughs> I think I just threw up in my mouth. And there's again. one more. All right, so you, you pick. Uh, so who are you going with? Bridget Fonda or. There's one more Kate's. in that movie? Who else is in that movie? <laughs> uh, like a token ugly chick, right? With glasses. I thought that was Annabeth Gish. Wasn't she the one who's... No, there was one more who was like even straighter. Oh, God. Gish. No, I'm, I'll am i go with uh, Phoebe Cates. All right. And there's one I figure, more movie, I figure, I figure that's the only chance I'll ever have to have Phoebe. <laughs> so, uh, and maybe actually I could score Annabeth Gish on a good night if I tell her my Genesis story. Oh, that's true. See, oh, everyone's like, oh, Spearsy Genesis. <laughs> Let's rock him to sleep gently. 
Uh, one more movie to talk about. Go ahead. Nerds in Paradise. Oh, yeah, the sequel to uh, Revenge of the Nerds. She wore an itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, yellow polka dot bikini that she wore for the first time today. <laughs> what was the name of the hotel they stayed at? The Hotel Coral Essex. But what happens? It becomes hot oral sex. <laughs> That's class. I, I don't know who nerds. Thought, I don't know who thought that one up, but I gotta admit that I, I thought that was clever at the time. What will those nerds think of next? I don't know. I still like. You know, we haven't done, we've never done a show on Revenge of the Nerds. Clap your hands, everybody, and everybody clap your hand. We lambda, 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 and Omega Moon, and we come here on stage tonight to do a show for you. We got a rock and rhythm and a high tech sound that'll make you move your body down. That'd be a good one. I like Curtis Armstrong. I told you, I want to. Who played Booger? I want to do a uh, get an interview with Curtis Armstrong. That'd be nice if we ever do a what, show. He's in tons of hot uh, '80s movies. He's in Better Off Dead. He's in. Uh, he was in Moonlighting. Moonlighting, yeah. I call him the nerd. He was the biggest nerd of the '80s on my uh, on my blog list that one day. You have a blog? Yeah, I do. Unbelievably. So good spring break movies. Let's watch Shag. Right Let's go get a case of beer, some Taco Bell. The two of us will go and we'll watch Shag. I'll get about 10 minutes into it. <laughs> Shag. <laughs> hey, Spearsy, what do you... <laughs> oh, man. Hey, we also promised you that this show we'd be talking about some of the music of Spring Break. And uh, while there really isn't any music per se that kind of says Spring Break, we asked our readers of the blog, hey, name uh, songs that remind us of vacations. And we've got about 10 or 12 good suggestions. Here's one of them now. Forget about... A Revenge of the Nerds show. How about a vacation show? Maybe in the summer. Can we? Could we do a, a Chevy Chase show, or we got to break it down in the movie? God sakes, man! There's too many movies to do. Fletch. I, I can't wait to do our Fletch show. Vacation. I love Fletch. Were all the vacation movies in the eighties? No, uh, Vegas Vacation was in the nineties. The Christmas Vacation. Oh, that was that. Nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Will you grandfather in Vegas? You love Vegas vacation. Uh, it's not bad. It's better than European vacation. European vacation is good the first like hour, and then it gets in that stupid little. It's got the great line "Oink oink, my good man." <laughs> we'll be pigs. I Big love Ben that. Parliament. Look, kids, Big Ben Parliament. Yeah. That's the line. When they screw up uh, Stonehenge, yeah, it's it's not bad, but um, it's not great either. I uh, Lindsey Buckingham is responsible for Holiday Road, is he not? That's right. Anyway. We've teased you long enough. I think it's time to break out the Your first story. So one, maybe maybe one story now. Should you go first? Then we'll save my uh, elusive yeah, yeah, one yeah. for the end. It's funny because it's it's somewhat related. I have I have two stories. I'll give you the first one first. Uh, Spring Break the movie uh, involves this this scene that hit home to me when I saw it. Uh, it would actually be repeated to me two years later. When the kid, uh, God, what's his name, Nelson, picks up a girl on the beach, they go back to her hotel room. You remember this? And they're gonna get, uh, they're, go- they're gonna, they're gonna screw. There's no question about that. But she wants him to go get a soda, so he goes out to the soda machine, gets the soda, forgets her room number, and can't find his way, 
can't doesn't remember her name, what room number she's in, that close to really having a, mem- a memorable spring break, and it's ruined. The same thing happened to me my freshman year in college. I picked up a girl at a fraternity party. Now, what beach were you? This is at college. This is at college, but this was right at the beginning of spring break. Okay. Nobody had left yet. This was like Thursday night the week before spring break. And um, pretty much in Florida, nobody even went to class on Friday before spring break. Everybody got the hell out of Dodge. Right. So it's it's Thursday night. All the fraternity parties are Thursday night. And uh, I, I go to this party. I made, I'm a freshman, keep in mind, but I have my mustache. <laughs> so I look much older. <laughs> and I pick up a senior... Come on, because of the stash. Because of the stash, she's trashed, which is probably much. She's trashed, and you're stashed. Yeah, <laughs> we go back to her. She's like, oh, I live in, you know, I live in Gainesville Apartments. Was she hot? Yeah. And come so, on, I, stashy. Come on, this was 25 years ago. I don't Stashio. even. I don't even remember what my name was back then. <laughs> the uh, so we go back to her her uh, place. And I know I know what the apartment complex is in, but in the process of driving back there, I have forgotten. The room number. Oh, come on. No, I'm not kidding. So I'm wandering around the courtyard of her apartment building. Just kind of, I have no clue. I mean. And people are like, who's the creepy guy with the stash yeah. down I mean, there? Here, who's the drunk, creepy guy with the mustache wandering around our courtyard at 2 in the morning? And I, I, keep, I keep doing it, I keep doing it, keep doing it. And then, you know, it's, it's like I, I want to start yelling out, Stella! <laughs> so, but I don't, I don't even remember her name. So at this point, I'm just kind of like going, uh, hey. I'm just kind of like just bellowing, bellowing nonsense. Like Quasimodo. Yeah. Never comes out of her. Never comes out. I never, I did see, I did finally see her again a couple days later. I, I bumped I, into her. But Was she like, what happened? Yeah. She's like, what happened? I'm like, I forgot your apartment number. And um, that was a sad night for the stash. It huh? was a sad night. The stash and I went home alone. <laughs> yeah. So. You would stash to care some business. That that was that that uh, that launched what would be a very disappointing spring break my freshman year. Really? Yeah. Spearsy, I want to dedicate a song to you and your stash right now. Madonna? Really? Yeah, I wanted to rub it in. You know I don't like Madonna. By the way, I have a special guest here. You had no idea. You had no prior knowledge that this was happening. Okay? All right. Come on in. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve's mustache from (laughs) freshman year. Ooh, wow, Stashy, you look bad. (laughs) I'll never forget you, Spears. Sorry. Oh God. <laughs> I love your mustache. In college I had a mustache. And actually in high school I did too. This is not a good one. Really? Oh, the guys who had the mustache in high school, that was just fed <laughs> up. <laughs> I had it I was from a sophomore on. God, Spears is all starting to make sense. God. Give me give me a chance. I could have like full. You know what? Redeem hair. yourself with a hopeful sex filled spring break story. Oh, uh, in my sophomore year. <laughs> What'd you have then? A goatee and a mustache? No, nah, okay. So this point, I'm clean shaven. Are you? Probably at the height of my of of whatever 
sexual prowess. powers I had. I don't at know, this you're point. doing pretty well these days. And hey, what? Um, so from sophomore year on, were you clean shaven? Yeah, forever. No, no. I mean, like sometime after college, I. We I, should make a bet right now. What's that? We should make a bet. What is it? And the loser has to grow a mustache. I don't have ten years to wait for your little. <laughs> I mean, you might as well pencil yours in. I'll get a magic <laughs> marker, and we'll give you a mustache. Ah, yeah. oh, it's sad. Okay, sophomore year. Here's the only other good story I have. I, I mean, for the most part, I didn't. I didn't do much for spring breaks. Sophomore year, uh, in my fraternity, you have you have little brothers and big brothers. You know, like you, that you're sort you mentor or you have a men, you know protege, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I had a, I had a little brother. What was who, his name? Mark. And Mark had a. Uh, his family lived in Fort Lauderdale, right. Off the beach. Oh, nice. So he invited, he goes, everyone's invited back to my place for Woo! spring break. And we're like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, my parents can't wait. So um, spring break comes. We, uh, everyone pi- goes piling down to uh, Fort Lauderdale. Of course, this is a complete surprise to his parents who knew nothing about it. So suddenly they're faced with like 30 drunken frat guys sleeping all over the house. So I show up late and I, I walk in and there's just, I mean... They've trashed the place. Oh, Jesus. And uh, the, the parents just look, they're ready to kill every time the doorbell rings because it's another guy showing up. So I show up, you know, late, you know, and so I'm, I'm already kind of in the, you know, in trouble. And uh, the guy, Mark's got dogs. He's got Dobermans. And I don't know if you've ever been around Dobermans, but there's some vicious son of a bitches. And uh, I, I like dogs. I'm a dog person. But these dogs scared the shit out of me. So he's like, you don't understand because you just need to get on their good side. And so he makes up the stack. He's like, he's like, here you go. Make make some peanut butter sandwiches for the dogs. And if you feed the dog the peanut butter sandwich, then you're his friend and he won't he won't he oh, won't he won't kill you. So really? I'm like I'm like, are you serious? He's like, oh yeah, this dog loves peanut butter. So I like make four or five peanut butter sandwiches. And I'm I, I mean, you know, you're supposed to not be afraid of dogs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but when you have a, a, a snarling like beast of a Doberman growling at you while you're trying to hand it a, a little, you know, Wonder Bread sandwich, <laughs> and so I'm shaking, I'm shaking, I'm shaking. The dog lunges, <laughs> takes, grabs the sandwich, eats the sandwich, and seizes upon my fist. Oh, this, come on! I'm literally like, oh no! There's, <laughs> there's literally a Doberman attached to my my hand at this point, and I'm I'm like. <laughs> Running around the house, he's not letting go. Is there blood? No, no. He's just, but he's got my hand. I, mean, I don't know if he like smelled peanut butter on my hand. Slapstick. And, and so I'm running around. I'm running around, and finally, uh, you know, the dad comes up and like, literally, like, has to just, you know, pull the dog off me. Oh, God. And uh, and even then, the dog is still not happy. He's still growling at me. So I mean, I beat I beat it the hell out of Fort Lauderdale right that minute. I was like, ah. Uh, a friend of mine had a another fraternity friend had a, a a vacation house down in the Keys, and we were going to go there next. But I was going to spend a couple of days in Fort Lauderdale. But there's no way I'm staying with the psycho peanut butter dog. I mean, <laughs> that, there's just no way. I mean, I can't imagine falling asleep and seeing that that in front of my face. Wow. So um, me and my friend hop in the car, no directions, and we just say we're going to go down to the Keys and find this guy's house. And so we did. We drive down. All we know is it's somewhere north of Key West, oh, and God. you have to turn left. That's all we know. And with this, I'm willing to drive six straight hours to find this mystery house. And the Doberman chased you probably for like at least 30 or 40 <laughs> It was miles. worth it to get the hell away from the Doberman. 
But uh, we did find the house after after a little bit of searching, and we spent the rest of the the uh, vacation drinking uh, rum and coke slammers and laying in the hammocks and trying to hit on the laying in your banana uh, hammock. Yeah. And, what do you wear on the beach, Spears? Are you uh, a me? bikini briefs guy? No. Are you kidding? One piece like WC Fields. One piece. <laughs> you mean it kind of comes up and covers all of me? Yeah. I, I'm known for. Uh, I'd like to wear a tank top on the beach. Even I don't do like you tank it up? Yeah, I tank it up. I strip it down, man. Do you really? I wear as little as possible. I show it off. You, People you, look at first; it's a little disconcerting because I have no hair. You don't go Borat down there, though, do? I mean, you, you trim up around there before you put on I a bathing suit. I used to wear uh, back when when I was a little bit thinner. I would wear the Magnum PI uh, tennis shorts. You know, like all the time, like the ones that were like the real ball huggers. You know, almost like I was wearing Daisy Dukes, but tennis shorts. That's really. I have good legs. I really have nice gams. Have you ever seen them before? I did. Remember, I said they look like a girl's legs. <laughs> yeah, but great girls' legs. Yeah, I'm talking really good. Well, that was a good story, Spearsy. Anytime you're injured by uh, a dog, it's always a good story. Before we get to your story, and I know it's a whopper, I gotta play another song. We haven't got a chance. We don't get a chance to play uh, the Dead Kennedys very often. So for you, my friend, I give you Holiday in Cambodia. Sean, the whole time that song is playing, you're kind of nodding your head like you don't know what the hell's going on. Do you not like the Dead Kennedys? No, I don't mind. I'm not a huge fan, but I know you like them a lot, right? God, yeah. Huge band. Hey, speaking of which, that was like a really clever holiday song. Uh, somebody else sent in another one that I thought was really, really good. And this is one of my favorite 80s bands and one of your most hated. Check it out. Josie's on a vacation far away. The outfield, really, really, Sean. You know what? Whenever you rip on the outfield, I get this this outpouring of of support and emotion from readers saying that Spears is a is a is a jerk. He has a a, a tin ear. The tin ear. I don't know. <laughs> I guarantee you, there is not a listener out there who uses that phrase. <laughs> now we know who's really full of shit. The um, you know, we actually got an email uh, last week from someone who pretends to be the world's biggest outfield fan. I, how come you don't forward these emails to me? I just deleted. I figured Yo, it was spam. Bro, I know. It was there spam. Are fans saying we love Sean. He's our favorite. We like him better than Spears. We want to cuddle him. And you never send me those. Smelly Kelly likes you. Ah, bastard! <laughs> Forgot about Smelly Kelly. Sean, I really want to hear your spring break story. I know it's a yes. classic. Yes. But first. Ah, yes. Yeah, bastard. The mystical tone of reader mailbag. Hey, it's a segment where we uh, read an email from uh, our listeners. And this week we've got one from Chad. Yes, this is from Chad. It's a, a quite a nice letter, actually. I just wanted to drop you a line and thank you for the most recent podcast. First off, let me give you a little information of my ritual on Saturdays. I'm a store manager in a restaurant. I work 7 to 5 every Saturday. I discovered the podcast about a year or so ago. So every Saturday when I leave work, I listen to a show on my way home, hoping there will be another one waiting for me when I get home. Boy, was I disappointed last Saturday. 
but you and Sean more than made up for it with your most recent one. Field of Dreams is my favorite movie of all time. I listened to the podcast yesterday when I got home. I laughed right along with you and Sean, but when you told the story of when you watched the movie with your father, I kind of teared up. You see, my father died in May of 1989, so I never got to watch it with him. I did watch Bull Durham with him. We laughed our asses off. So tonight I sat down and watched Field of Dreams. As usual, I cried my eyes out. I just don't know if it was because of your story or because I really miss my dad. Maybe a little of both. So I just wanted to thank you and Sean for doing such a great job with the show. So until next time, I'm forever stuck in the 80s, Chad. That's a great letter. I appreciate that. Yeah, a lot of people were touched by your story. I was. Uh, I, I told my mom about it, that uh, we had recorded a show about baseball, and I told her about Field of Dreams, and she kind of launched into her, I don't understand why guys cry at the end routine, you know, because like most every female I know doesn't cry at the end. And uh, so I was trying to explain to her why guys cry. And um, so when I got this email from Chad, I actually forwarded it to my mom to read, and that got her to cry. So now she wants to go back and, and watch the end of Field of Dreams and see, you know, I think I finally made a connection. So anyway, love it. Great email. Appreciate it. Um, as always, forward those emails to us at stuckinnews at tempbit.com. Sean Daly is ready to mispronounce your name as we speak. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, yes. By the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Hey, let's bring the energy back up, okay? Okay, let's do it. Because Sean's in there wiping away. Uh, God, I hope it's tears. Do you hear that sound? What's that? It's the women lining up outside the studio to hold you and hug you. <laughs> I don't think so. I'll tell you it's going to be all right. Unbelievable, Spears. Anyway, this is a segment where we'll play a piece of a movie from the 80s, and if you can name it, the uh, 80s tees gift certificates are now gone. The Funyun bags remain. Let's sign the Funyun bags. Can I say this right now to listeners? Yeah. I, every day I say, let's sign Funyuns and, and put them in tiny boxes and ship them out. And what do you tell me? Um, I don't know. What do I tell you? Yeah, see? Don't stall, stonewall the people. They want to know. Let me tell you something, listeners, about how my a normal day goes talking to Sean Daly. I go up to him and I'll ask him a question. He won't answer the question. He'll launch into some other story about some other thing. I'll, I'll have a second or two to ponder it, and then he'll launch into another story, and then he'll launch into another story, and then he'll go, I got to go, boom, and hang up the phone on me. This this process repeats itself like ten times. I keep times. it exciting, Spears. It, it goes on ten times during the day. There's no time. There's Sean Daly. Let me tell you, Sean Daly like. is never going to take the time to sit down and sign Funyun bags. Bullshit! I say it every day. Let me tell the people what it's like to deal with you. It's either happy Spears or sad Spears, and most of the days it's sad Spears. I come. Hey, look, now's not really a good time. Spearsy, what's wrong? Hey, buddy, how you doing? Hey, listen, yeah, I, can I, uh, I'll come over later and talk to you. What's going on, Spears? You need a hug? You need what's going on, baby? I'll help you. No, it's all right. So I'll talk to you later. <laughs> really? And then I go away. I was in a good mood. And then I go away. I'm all in a bad mood. i to find someone else to listen to my crazy tales. <laughs> and oh. yet we remain pals. Yeah. Do your damn job Friends and tell forever. people about stupid mystery Friends forever. Moments. Oh, God. I got to get a dumb email from Marissa. MMM. <laughs> Jesus. Here was last week's clip. Well, sometimes I get the menstrual cramps real hard. Sean Daly, ease my pain. Tell me what that was. That movie was uh, Raising Arizona. Overrated. What? 
I, I never liked that movie. Do you like any Coen Brothers movie? You know, I don't even have the energy to deal with you on this. <laughs> nah, let it go. Anyway, some of the winners. These are not all the winners. Everybody got this one right. Nobody got it wrong. But uh, Sean Daly, we read some of the nah, some. because you're afraid of botching this first thing. Come on. You read it. Okay, here we go. Craig Coker, Alan Lindsay, Alan Lindsay Matthew Cates, uh, Jackie Keeley, and Jennifer from Midwest City, Oklahoma, who did win the 80stees.com gift certificate. By the way, why would you think it was Matthew Cates? It's obviously Matthew Katz. Uh, he called me and, and told me the script. Did he really? No. Anyway, pay attention. Here is this week's clip. I was going to do your family a favor and hook up the Disney Channel for free. Well, forget it. Ah, there we go. Somewhat familiar. Anyway, if you think you know it, email us at stuckin80s at tempe.com. Because as always, we stand ready to call you a wiener. Ah, the mystical refrain that is, name that 80s tune. Hey, it's our signature event. We're going to play a song from the 80s. And if you can name it, once again, those Funyuns are yours. As soon as uh, Sean goes out and buys 12 little individual boxes <laughs> and the shipping peanuts to go with well, them. 11 boxes. Yeah. Hey, regret, Brad. You know regret, how you said don't eat them? to inform there are 11 bags of Funyuns yeah. left, uh, the original 12. Right. One had to be uh, sacrificed. So hungry. Must eat. Funyuns. Anyway, here was last week's tune. Woo! Did you get punished for that, Spearsy? Uh, you know, when I when I put it together, it didn't sound so obvious. And I was just trying to be clever because it was a baseball show and I just want to put a baseball theme song in there. That's obviously uh, Boys of Summer by Don Henry. really distraught about that. I was, and I tried to change it out at the last second, but for some reason... People were furious with you. Yeah. Why were people so They were insulted. They were insulted that that it was so easy. Who were some of the winners that were were nice about it? You read them this time. Some of the nice people were Aaron Page, Julio Capa, Greg Sargent, Rush Cress. That's a badass name, Rush Cress. Laurel St. Clair, J.J. Tabor. And Chase Squires, our good friend Chase Squires, former TV critic at the St. Pete Times, who wins the 80stees.com gift certificate. And why does Chase win such a... Chase a wins it sonic? because uh, not, I, I had changed the, the rules the last second. I said, not only do you have to get it right, but you have to give me a Photoshopped version uh, involving a creative use of Funyuns. And uh, he sent us a doozy. And if you look at the blog, you'll see it. I haven't seen it yet. You'll see it. It's there. Is is it good? Is it it's offensive? Good. It's it, no. It's just it's it's a classic chase. Anyway, pay attention. Here is this week's tune. Hmm. Curious. Not as easy as last week. It better not be. You're a tricky man. I am a tricky man. Hey, if you think you know the answer, email us at stuckinities at tempe dot com. Because as always, we stand ready to call you a hot dog. Hot dog. Hot Hi, this is Stacy Ryan from Houston, Texas. Steve, Sean, when are the two of you going to take a vacation and head my way? 
because I'm feeling the need. The need to experience the hover move and the dance of the seven buttons in person. You bring the move, I'll bring the Funyuns. Until then, I'm forever, hopelessly, stuck in the 80s. I don't want to be on the beach now! All right. Nice fan greeting. Love those. Love those. All you have to do to leave us a fan greeting, go to our blog at uh, blogs.tempe.com slash 80s. Find the toll-free number there on the right and call us and leave us a voicemail message. Next week, we'll feature you on our fan greeting segment. Okay, now, Sean, we've, uh, we've dragged our feet long enough. Let's hear the spring break story. It's not unlike your Doberman story, but the eek factor is a little higher. Uh, in the, the tail end of the 80s, when I was at Syracuse University, uh, my housemates and I went to Jamaica. Have you ever been to Jamaica? Uh, several times. Really? Yeah. Montego Bay? Uh, Ocho Rios. Ocho Rios. Oh, the eight rivers. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that's very nice. Well, I went to Montego Bay, and uh, we stayed at one of those all-inclusive resorts where you, like, they take your currency and then give you, like, it was like monkey feet or, like, shark's teeth. Like, that's the currency, you know? And uh, it was, you know, not the, I forget what it was called, uh, but it was not the, the, the best place in the world. It was a little sketchy, and even the beach was kind of like bad and had like, you know, bad band aids and stuff. And it was, you know, we were, we were in college, we couldn't afford crap. So one night we decide, our first night there, we stay, we, we were staying in this villa, this little like little house, you know, on the property, and it's all white. And it wasn't bad, it was kind of on this little bay, this back bay thing. And it's all white in there in this villa. And we decide we need some red stripe. And we also decide that we need some other stuff. Some, uh, wait, wait, some other smoking stuff? products. Light it up. Let's get Chinese eyes, man. And we, we, uh, we acquire the smoking products. And we put, the, put it in a big pile on our, on our, our you know, living room table. You know? And then we decide we need some red stripe to go with it. So we indulge in some smoking products in Jamaica. And we go out to a third world market, and we get a case, the oldest, smelliest, dirtiest looking case of Red Stripe beer, you know. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Yeah, Red Stripe is delicious. So we bring back this bad looking case of beer, and we're all a little paranoid now because the third world market is, is kind of weird. And, well, you know. Let me ask you this. Why did you pick out the oldest, smelliest, dirtiest? It was kind of handed to us. Okay. So it's not like you, it was not like a quest or anything. It's a quest for fun. So anyway, the uh, the the the, red, the case of red stripe is brought back to the uh, to the hotel, and uh, at this white this white villa that we've rented, and everyone's kind of freaked out. It's a little weird, and they bring it in into the the all white kitchen, you know, and, the, and everyone's the unveiling of the red stripe. We ready to crack it open. The red stripe red stripe bursts open, and out pour approximately one million gigantic cockroaches <laughs> all over the place people now paranoid before are freaking out man we're freaking out the cockroaches are everywhere <laughs> what are we gonna do you know so we drank the beer <laughs> That's you still we, drank the beer we drank the beer to think about this you know <laughs> protect the tobacco products so for the rest of the week, it was a fun trip there, but for the rest of the week, there were just cockroaches everywhere in the, 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 the hotel, in the villa. They stayed in the villa? They didn't like scurry outside or anything? No, they stayed in. And so it was so bad, though. The only place that there weren't cockroaches was in the bathroom because there was a lizard in there. 
There's a lizard in the bathtub, which is really weird. But you go to sleep at night, and when you felt like something was crawling on you, it was. <laughs> and one of my roommates was a guy named Key because he looked like a Keebler elf. And Keeb, one night, we had to, to sleep. You know, we'd rotate. The family room was the worst. It was just like cockroach city. And Keeb and I had to sleep out there. And I begged my friends. I'm like, I'll give you $100. Please don't make me sleep in cockroach city. No way. I'm not sleeping out there. They're everywhere. <laughs> so Keeb and I are out in cockroach city. I can't sleep because literally I look down. There's a cockroach on my arm. So at one point, the, um, the lights are on because we're thinking with lights on, it might scare some of the cockroaches away, right? But yeah. it doesn't. These are very brazen, brazen insects. And I turn to Keeb finally to say, Keeb, we got to get out of here, dude. I'd rather sleep outside. And as I turn to Keeb, there's a cockroach crawling into his mouth. Ugh. He's asleep and his mouth is agape. And I'm like, Keeb! <laughs> And he, he doesn't open his eyes, but he just slowly puts his hand up and he takes his hand and he pulls the cockroach out and flicks it away and continues sleeping. Ugh. James Bond ain't as cool as Keeb was with that cockroach. Ugh. And I was just like, screw this. And so I just stayed up the rest of the night. Ugh. Are you getting you're itchy? <laughs> the reds the cockroach and the red stripe. Oh man. That's that's bad. That's my spring break story. We had a great time. I met a girl named Skylar. Nothing really happened there, but she was cute. She went to Roanoke. <laughs> you know, was it, wasn't really, it was kind of a sausage hang of a trip, but it was a lot of fun. You know, you can't pick up girls if, you, if you're there with like eight guys. One guy can. The one guy does. Well one guy in the group. does well, and the, re- the, other, the other seven, seven guys are sitting line? around. Yeah, the other, the other guys. That would be a nightmare. We get no work done. Yeah. Anyway, that's my story. Kind of <sighs> gross. It is bad. But our, our stories also have a bit of innocence and whimsy to them. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah, there are no. I mean, the the, the joke's on us. There are no. Uh, there are no women being. You know, treated. No, no pennies are being removed. <laughs> yeah, nobody's being wrong. No innocence is being you lost. You get bit by a Doberman. I'm telling you, that thing nearly that thing nearly digested pants. my arm. That's hilarious. I was wearing it like a glove. Oh God, that was awful. This day, Dobermans give me the willies. That's it. That's what we got for spring break. Man, I, I, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight, Sean. Because of cockroaches? Yeah, thanks. Did you ever see Wild at Heart, the David Lynch movie? Yeah, of course. When Crispin Glover has cockroaches in his underpants? Yeah. Remember, and he's walking across really weird across the street. Oh, stop ah, it. You got him. I'm never going to sleep again. Cockroaches in your undies. Never going to sleep again. <laughs> hey, we're going to take it out with our favorite song from 38 Special. Yeah, this is uh, Take Me Back to Paradise from uh, Return of Revenge of the Nerds. In the meantime... Sean, myself, Jamaica, and uh, what was it, a million cockroaches? A million cockroaches. <laughs> We're all still stuck, sadly, in the 80s. Take me, take me back to paradise. Stuck in the 80s is produced by TampaBay.com, the official website of the St. Petersburg Times. Special thanks to Germany's Czech Battery Daily for providing this song for the opening credits. Read the Stuck in the 80s blog at blogs.tempe.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. Sorry, I got gas there. Hercules, Hercules. Baby got a little gas.